I started working at Italian Italian restaurant since I was 18 in Japan. So I was always interested like cooking Italian food. Today on Dirty Linen, we have the great pleasure of chatting to Tatsuya Fuji. He is sous chef at one of Melbourne's iconic institutions, Il Baccaro, a fantastic Italian restaurant in the city. Uh, it feels like it's been there forever and certainly a buzzy room to walk into at any time. Tatsuya, welcome to Dirty Linen. Thank you. Thank you so much, Danny. Now, Tatsuya, I know that you're not Italian, but we can say ciao, right? Because you... Yeah, of course, mate. <laughs> you're very... I keep using ciao, actually. <laughs> you're very adept um, with Italian food and, and culture. Uh, tell us a little bit about your work at Il Baccaro. Sure. Uh, so, I started working at Il Baccaro two years ago. I am sponsor from them. And, yeah, been working as a sous chef for like two years Fantastic. And tell us some of the, you know, iconic processes or dishes that are always going on at Il Baccaro. I would say that probably the spaghettini with Morton Bay Bucks is the iconic dish from Il Baccaro, which is just cook the garlic and chili and anchovy and put some fish stock and white wine, reduce it and put spaghettini in it and just cook it. So pretty simple. And what do you love about that dish? Well, it's just pretty simple. Like the ingredients is just Morton Bay bark and garlic, anchovy and chili and spaghetti. That's it, but tastes really good. Yeah, it sounds so good. Um, I mean, what is it that, that took you to Il Baccaro, Tatsuya? What, what is it that took you to Il Baccaro? Like how did you, did, was it that you wanted to explore Italian food? Like how did it all come about? Well, yeah, so I started working at Italian, Italian restaurant since I was 18 in Japan. So I was always interested in like, cooking Italian food. Then since I moved to Australia, I started working at Lumi restaurant in Sydney, then moved to Melbourne. Then one of the restaurants I was working was like three restaurants. It's, one is Carolina which is same company as Baccaro, then moved to Baccaro as a sous chef. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, tell us about working in Japan. Like, uh, why did you gravitate towards Italian food? Well, yeah. Um, so, when I was a student at cooking school, so teacher cooked me the orecchiette with broccoli and anchovy pasta. Um, which is pretty simple, but tastes really nice. Since then, like, I'm really into Italian food. So that's why I started working at the Italian restaurant. I love it. And why did you decide to come to Australia? Um, like, I was working one star Michelin restaurant in Japan. Then some customers were, like, foreigner from us. So they speak English, but I couldn't speak English at all. So I was feeling a bit, like, frustrated. So I just wanted to learn English and I wanted to learn like another culture as well. Wow. And um, so you worked at Lumi in Sydney, which is an extraordinary restaurant, like really, I mean, a very innovative approach to Italian food and flavours. Um, tell us about your experience there. Well, yeah, like I was really lucky at that time. I couldn't speak English at all. And the sous chef was actually Japanese. So like... When I went there as a customer just by myself, sous chef asked me if I wanted to work at Lumi. 
Then I was like, yeah, fuck yeah, you know? Then, then yeah, I started working at Lumi restaurant. I loved their food, but always was very pressured. It's too hot restaurant, of course, but yeah, then I was working holiday visa, so I had to work only the six months, then had to move to the other place. That's why I quit the restaurant. Yeah, got it. Some of those visa conditions really impact career choices. So working holiday visa, so like a backpacker, you can only stay in one place for six months. Um, was it important? I mean, it's, you know, if you're sponsored at Il Bacaro, it sounds like you are keen to stay long term in Australia. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you see yourself building a career here? Yeah, I think so, yeah. I Before COVID, I wanted to back to Japan to, like, you know, learn more things, like, about Japanese. But after the COVID, I started thinking that I love Australia more than Japan now. So, like, I kind of want to live in Australia. <laughs> wow. What, what would you say, you know, what sort of things do you consider when you think about the two countries? How would you describe the, the differences? Um, like, Japan is, I mean, of course, I was born in Japan, so, like, I love Japan. But working in Japan is not very good life balance. Like, you work hard, but you don't get much things. Just you work six days per week, morning to the night, and you just have one day off, which is not very good life balance, right? Then I learned Australia has very good life balance. That's why I chose probably Australia. Mm, so interesting. And what about the, um, can you compare Italian food as it is in Japan and Italian food in Australia? Well, yeah, the, so Japanese cook Italian food for Japanese people. So which is, we call it itameshi, like Italian food, but cooking for the Japanese people. So it's very, not like classic at all, like very, let's say, Fusion, like, of course, using Japanese ingredients and cooking Italian food, but it's not very traditional. If Italian people eat that itameshi, Japanese Italian food, they probably mad at people. <laughs> it's, it's really interesting. I mean, are there many Italian chefs in Japan? Well, yeah, a lot of Italian chefs actually work in Japan too, and they cook... Italian food, but it's probably for Japanese people. And what's your impression of the Italian food here? Well, like here, Australia has like a lot of mixed culture. So I think Italian people cook Italian food for Australian people and other like Italian, like original Italian as well. That's, uh, that's, I think that's very different from Japan. And do you think that there's, um, I mean, can you see connection points between Italian cuisine and Japanese cuisine? Things that are, you know, the approach to ingredients or techniques or anything like that? Technique-wise, I'm not really sure, but, like, we eat noodle a lot, of course. Like, ramen, soba, udon, like, a lot of noodle. Um, Italian eat pasta, which is quite similar. Um, probably risotto as well. We eat rice a lot, but Italian eat risotto as well. Yeah, but so, yeah, the rice is so different, isn't it, in the two cultures? <laughs> yeah. I think... I mean, pretty different, but... Yeah. yeah. Well, I think, you know, in some ways, I think the 
the focus on beautiful ingredients carries across both cultures and that things are very seasonal, I think, is, is quite quite similar. Well, yeah, yeah, like focus on like seasonal veggie or seasonal food is very important. Yeah, both Italian and Japanese cuisine. And I think also the regionality of the food, um, you could also find connections there. I think Italian food is very specific to regions and, and so is so much Japanese food where the food changes from, from town to town. Yeah. Yeah, so many dishes that are specific to a particular place or even styles of restaurants that are specific to different um, places in Japan. Yeah, it's a sort of endlessly interesting to puzzle over. I mean, what do you think of Japanese food in Australia? Well, uh, I mean, some of the restaurant does pretty classic Japanese food in here, but the, yeah, most of the Japanese food is like very fusion-ish Japanese food, which I don't hate at all. I like it, but it's not like classic. Tetsuya, you and I met um, in Sydney when you were competing in the San Pellegrino Young Chef Academy competition, and I really loved your dish, which I guess combined Japanese and Italian and Australian elements. Could you tell us about the dish that you made? Of course. Uh, I made yakitori duck with curatura di arich, cured egg yolk, and used kosho. So duck is from... The Mount Macedon in Victoria. I started dry aging duck for 10 days so that I can get quite big amount of umami from that. Um, also, so which is just using Australian ingredients. Then mix with like Japanese culture and Italian culture and Australian culture. I was thinking that maybe I use yakitori ingredient like yakitori element for my food so i came up with the cured egg yolk so i cure the egg yolk with curatura di arici which is fish sauce from italian and for 60 degrees for hour one hour so get to get like fishy umami flavor into the egg yolk and also i made yuzu kosho which is fermented chili with lime skin and the lime juice and I mixed with finger lime using Australian ingre- ingredients so that like pretty mix, like sort of like Japanese, Italian, Australian culture, like mix everything into one dish. Yeah, I, mean, I have to say the dish was looked amazing. I love the ideas behind it and it was also delicious. I was lucky enough to try it. What, what was it like for you to think about all these different influences that you have and, and to create a dish that um, plays into all of them? Um, so, like, right now I'm working at the Italian restaurant. Like, I can create Italian dish, but it's not, like, what I really want to do in my future. So this is the time that I had a chance to create my really own dishes. So I just wanted to put, like, all of my experience into one dish. That's why it came up this dish, I think. And what was the process of, of competing like for you? Well, that was very, like, I would say pressured, but only the beginning was I was feeling the pressure. But once it starts 
scraping and start cooking with people, I started to enjoy the moment. So I could see that the other young chef started like prepping, like I've like started prepping, which I've never seen before. So I could see like new experience from that. So I was really enjoying it. That's so good because yeah, you start your the the start times were staggered for the chefs, and you were really close to the beginning, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I remember watching you uh, like um, cut up the duck, and just it was really a pleasure to watch how skilled you were in doing that. Um, but yeah, it was almost like you were on stage by yourself because you started so early. And then as people came and, you know, joined you in the competition in the, in the, in the kitchen, it must've felt like you weren't so alone. Yeah. At that time I was just worried about just don't slice my finger or something. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, it was really nice that your, um, head chef, David Delay was there supporting you. Um, how important is it to have a mentor that, um, you know, it helps you realize your own creative visions? Well, I think Dave and I have, like, very strong connection. We've seen more than three years, I think. Then, like, being, like, Dave being the stadium, like, just makes me calm and, you know, focus on what I can do. It's, like, pretty big person, I think, for me. That's so good. And, I mean, you mentioned that you've got ambitions for the future. How do you see your career progressing? Well, uh, so I'm not really sure, actually. Probably just first things I probably apply the PR first. Once if I get PR, I for now I want to open my own restaurant. But we'll see. We'll see it. Yeah, plenty to get on with in the meantime. Yeah. Yeah, fantastic. What are can you have you got any other dishes up your sleeve that combine um, Japanese and Italian techniques or flavors? You mean in ilbakaro? Well, well, do you do any ilbakaro? Are you able to put in any of your Japanese influences? Yeah. So, like, head chef is pretty open mind with like combining any like culture things. So, but like the food needs to be Italian. So I can add, like, let's say, miso, sesame, or, like, sake, whatever. I can put through the dishes, but the food just needs to be Italian food. So that's the rule. So I can add any ingredients. Oh, that's really interesting. So give us some examples. Like, where do you use some of these Japanese ingredients? Let's say for uh, for now, we currently serve probably the burrata with peach one. So peach... It's compressed with sake and mirin so that you can get like very freshy, like fresh-ish peach things. <laughs> like compressed fish, fresh, the peach. And uh, also, current is, current is uh, with tartar probably, which is the minced tartar with bone marrow sauce and cooked beetroot served with sesame oil so that it's very unique combination and also sorry the kaffir milk and the mint oil once like sounds very weird but once you try everything it's gonna work just fine so pretty interesting yeah it sounds so good and what does it feel like to you when customers enjoy your dishes well that this is a bit sad for us we are 
we can't really see the customer's face because it's like closed kitchen. It's not open kitchen like some restaurant does. So we just can hear from the waiter that if they enjoy it or not, you know. <laughs> do they tend to get good feedback on those dishes? Well, we ask, of course, then cust- the the front of house people say, yeah, they enjoy it, but we not sure like how much they enjoy it. Ah, that's really sad. (laughs) Okay, so customers, you have to remember to give specific praise to the waiters when the... No, but still, like, customers sometimes see us to the front to say, like, I think your food was amazing or something. So I was like, we were really happy if customers say like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, for you, Tatsuya, I mean, what are the pleasures of being a chef? What do you like about your, your job? Mm, I think just I like cooking and I I'm doing like whatever I like to make customer happy or to make people happy. This is probably the most enjoyable things for me like this career. Amazing. Well, I have no doubt that you're going to continue to make people very, very happy for decades to come. I really, it's really lovely to connect with you and to experience your your creative approach to cooking. Um, yeah, congratulations on everything you've achieved so far, and I look forward to watching your star continue to rise. Uh, thank, thank you so much for chatting today. Thank you so much. This is Dirty Linen and I'm Danny Vallant. We air the issues that the hospitality industry finds hard to talk about, hearing from different people with unique perspectives. We want to hear from you as well. If you have something that needs to be said about a topic, get in touch so we can include your perspective. Contact us at dirtylinen at deepintheweeds.com.au or hit us up on Insta at Dirty Linen Podcast. We can't wait to hear from you. This.